0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited to have tonight's guest back on the show. They have a fantastic YouTube channel and a blog called Book of Ours, where they observe, interpret, comment, and critique politics, culture, and current affairs. They connect all the dots from this confusing and overwhelming landscape in a rapidly changing culture of 24-hour news cycles and social media, and they make sense of them using thoughtful, thorough research and highly aesthetic production values. Please welcome JP and Julie Collins. Hi. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey, great to see y'all again. Yeah, nice to it's see you again. Good to see you too. Yeah. How you been? Uh, you know, I've been I've been rolling with the punches, as it were. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's all you can do right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We all have been.
0: So the last time we talked, the last time we did one of these was a few days after the election, right? I think it was maybe November 10th or 11th.
1: Right.
0: Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple months. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Because in that live stream, we talked about predictions about the election, what's going to happen, who's going to be the winner. We talked about the uh, integrity, uh, transition integrity project, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And
2: then we we said that Kamala is going to be president. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Basically. Um, And that
0: could could still very well happen. Of course, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's what's happening. That's the plan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, so let's see, the craziness that's happened since then, obviously, is they announced Biden the winner. The Electoral College now is certified. Uh Pence has announced Biden will be the president. Uh Trump gave a concession speech. I know there's there's some diehard Trumpers out there in some QAnons that might be watching or might see this, and they'll still to this day, uh try to convince you that that was not a concession speech. And there's still this whole elaborate plan where Trump is going to be president on inauguration day. Uh, I've been trying to make bets with these people so far. I've got, I've got 70 bucks out there.
2: All right. Well, more (laughs) than me, but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Uh, the, yeah. Um, You know, if you go back to 2016, you know, this is a reflection. This is the inverse of what happened then where, you know, the Democrats, this whole, the last four years have, have um, the deep loop Dems as we like to call them, um, have refused to accept Trump as president. They, you know, they, they believed that the,
0: that the election was stolen. And so now this is the reverse of that. Right. hundred yeah. percent. And what's amazing is that the two different side, the two sides can't see it, right? Those of us that are able to kind of step back and kind of see mm-hmm. through the illusion of the left and right, paradigm of politics, right. we we can you can see that the left and the right are doing the same things. Like when the when the left was protesting and burning cities, city blocks down and rioting for, you know, Black Lives Matter and attacking Capitol buildings, uh, and setting up Chaz and Chop and, uh, and those autonomous zones, right? They were they were saying it's because we're not heard, right? That was the that was the official story, you know, because they tried every other me all other means and they weren't heard. Well, right. now when the right riots, quote unquote, at the Capitol and they're saying the same thing, but the left is painting them as domestic terrorists, just as many on the right were painting the BLM and Antifa as domestic terrorists. Right, right, right. And I think one thing that's really important, um, I don't know if y'all follow Derek Brose, but uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he said, you know, he put a, he made a post the other day where he said we should be really careful about labeling our enemies domestic terrorists. Our political enemies when they're our fellow citizen, because eventually that is just going to come back on us, and that can lead us into our first topic here, which is this. Uh, well, first we should talk about the Capitol, the incident at the Capitol, and then we should talk about this uh, renewal of this uh, domestic terrorism bill mm-hmm. that is, is kind of a reworking of the Patriot Act, but just specially tailored for mm-hmm. for us. Right. for not enemy comb- combatants but for Americans oh goody oh goody <laughs> uh, we're, we're super happy about that um, <laughs> well um,
1: oh my god if you can't laugh you'll cry <laughs> yeah you know
2: uh, you know we both feel that um, the uh, antifa and proud boys show is is basically that it's 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 theater it's, it's pure theater. theater yeah we don't feel like there's a real legitimacy there um, there are people I mean we met people in in uh, Rose City antifa you know and They were probably legitimate people, but we feel like the whole thing has been uh, overtaken.
1: Yeah
2: is is
0: is Antifa? Is that the fancy way of saying Antifa? Yeah, Yeah. oh yeah, that's you know anti yeah like Antifa, whatever
1: part of the country you're from.
0: (laughs) No, I'm just not. I'm not as as sophisticated as JP, so I'm just like Antifa,
1: (laughs) please.
0: JP is like uh, sipping, you know, his his wine with his pinky (laughs) on Antifa, Antifa, you see. <laughs> um yeah
2: uh, <laughs> well it came out of Spain so you know it's, it's yeah. a, or, yeah. well, Germany too but in Germany anyway. too yeah. it
1: originally started in Germany in the 70s uh, no in, 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 in the that was 30s the
0: <laughs> yeah. in the 30s yeah yeah,
1: yeah. the black block black block movement started in the 70s in Germany
0: yeah,
1: yeah. so it, it's um, amazing
0: to see I used to run with like some of these black block kids mm-hmm. you know I mean, I'm sure it's not the same people but I first got involved in activism during during the early 2000s with, with Bush and the war on terror. And uh, I was doing a lot of activism, uh, protesting the war in Iraq, the wars in Afghanistan and the Patriot Act. And there was, you know, Black Black was always there. You know, we, and, you know we'd go into like uh, enlistment centers and say, don't be cannon fodder for their wars. And, you know, and, and it's amazing to see how those kids who really seem to be like against the, the system or that, that movement, and in for freedom now or they have become totalitarian. Yeah. You know, these are the right. people that are trying to police speech or make sure a bookstore doesn't sell Andy No's book in Portland or you know make sure Ben Shapiro doesn't speak at a a, a university. Right. right. It's insane yeah. how they ha- how the left has kind of been co-opted. They've almost my theory is that the left is all is has almost become radical right. The radical the, the left radical are really here. radical right authoritarians
2: well we we, you know in our communitarianism view uh, video we we called it the radical or the uh yeah the radical center or the extreme center yeah Um, the
1: extreme center
2: but i think what's going on and you know um we we listened to a podcast from about two three weeks ago on um spiked i don't know if you know that that that. i love i love Spiked. yeah so it was i think the the um I forget which, which program, uh, uh, culture wars maybe. And he was, um, talking to a philosopher called, um, Peter Boghossian. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you can look that up on their site. Um, and you know, he was talking about how this all emerged from the, uh, the, acad- the world of academia. And he's, he's, he was, talking about it firsthand, you know, as, a, as an academic and as a philosopher. So he understands all the, the rhetoric and the and the the, the, the the content that's coming out of that, right? Um, you know, and it comes out of postmodernism. But it, what he was saying that is, is that, you know, early postmodernism, um, there were some great ideas coming out of that, but it was theory, right? Mm-hmm. It was theory. Now, it was theoretical work. What's happened is what, according to Boghossian, is, is that theory became activism and and the postmodernism became um a, a means of activism so the act of teaching became a radical act right and um it, it's a very interesting podcast i would i would definitely uh, suggest you you go um have a listen to that um, yeah and
0: if uh, anyone watching this isn't familiar with Spike, spite is a um it's a media platform and a website and a, a podcast based out of the UK, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, Winter Oak published an article back in May about, you know, some of the same kinds of things about how exactly what you were talking about, how this shift has occurred. And he uh, his name is Paul. Um, uh, he was talking about a particular uh, protest that he was at. It was a G20 in, in mm-hmm. Scotland, I believe. Um, and how some infiltrators basically were able to shift the crowd or the amount, you know, the people that were there, um, from, you know, participating to going home. And he was shocked and, and, and he was, you know, talking about this in light of what's happening today. I also wrote a, a piece in our, on our blog, um, called, uh, what was it? The, uh, the, the title of that song, uh,
1: Oh, us, um, autonomy and blah, blah, blah yeah. are not mutually yeah. exclusive. Yeah. Collectivism and autonomy are not mutually exclusive. Right,
2: yeah. So <laughs> it's taken from a, a title of a song. But um, so, yeah, I wrote that, on a, and that's on our blog. Um, and you can read that. And I kind of talk about those kinds of things, um, what's going on. Um, I was exploring it. Um, I didn't have all the answers. Uh, Winter Oak didn't have all the answers either, just was, you know, talking about it. But I felt like um, that podcast on Spike kind of, like, tied some things
0: together for me. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely check it out, and yeah. uh, and and then the links to the book of ours, your blog, will be you know in the the notes for yeah. these uh, streams and the videos when they get posted. Um, it, hopefully, they'll it'll stay up on YouTube. Uh, you know, we are in the throes of intense um, internet censorship, as we you know I'm sure you are aware. We'll yeah. we'll talk about that later. But so, so while we're on the topic of of what happened at the Capitol, what the mainstream media and the establishment left are calling, you know, uh, storming of the Capitol, the Capitol siege, the Capitol riot. What are what are your thoughts on what actually happened on January sixth at the Capitol building?
1: Uh, the time it was all theater. In fact. Um, I've been, we've been vocal about it being uh, manufactured, probably even recorded beforehand and then streamed as if it were live. Yeah. We, That's how far we think that it's.
0: Yeah. We felt like it was recorded on the weekend.
1: Right. And then the, the,
0: the when president. Trump. Well, you, so you think full on like it, this was potentially a whole Hollywood production there. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. it
0: wasn't even happening while the while the hundred thousand and so people were outside peacefully gathering. Right. And they saw something kind of happening at the Capitol. You think this was all just shot before and that they just exactly. like, hewed yeah. it up.
1: Um, when because, you well go ahead. No, when when you have a theater background and many people in the in the theatrical world who are very dubious about what they're hearing from the media anyway, are saying the same thing. That this doesn't make sense. You know, um, it's it uh, it the behavior of the people who were there legitimately to see their guy, Trump, uh, their behavior of just kind of wandering off and walking away and getting back in their cars and driving away and going, I guess that's that didn't match the hysteria that apparently went on inside in the door mm-hmm. inside the, the building. Yeah, a lot, of the, a lot
2: of the people that showed up um, on Washington, or at Washington on, what was it, Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday? Um,
0: it was, it was there, last maybe. Wednesday, I
2: believe. Last Wednesday, okay. So they were treating it like it was a rally.
1: hmm that's it. Yeah, they went to a rally. And they... nobody,
2: nobody got any mm-hmm. announcements
0: or, you know, anything on their phone about what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. Well, well apparently, at the t- if you look at the chronology of how the events supposedly unfolded, Trump was still speaking right. While, right. while they were storming the riot. Storming the Capitol, quote unquote. But here's my thing: you don't. What to me, I think is a false flag. But I'm not as sold that it was like pre-taped and a whole Hollywood production. But I think it was allowed to happen. Oh yeah. I think think they intentionally, like the annual budget. I I was digging down to see the actual stats on this. So the capital, but uh, the budget for the United States Capitol Police is 460 million dollars annually. They just entered this new year. So they entered a whole new year where they're 6 days into the year and they have 460 million dollars to spend on security. And this is this is this is how that that money was spent. Watch the, this is how the, the quote-unquote rioters got through the police barricades. Check this out if you haven't seen it already. Police are squabbling with protesters. Oh, there we go. And they just reached the Capitol again. <laughs> again? I I love how like the cops are just there, you know, and like I was talking about earlier, you know, my experience of protesting, I was at, I I protested at the Republican National Convention in 2004 in Manhattan, leading up to Bush's reelection. There were riot police everywhere. There was like militarized police everywhere. Those protests also got no attention because it didn't serve the establishment. Like none of those protests got established, got attention, but now all these protests, whether it's the BLM or this, siege on the capital. They serve the establishment and serve the mainstream media's agenda so they get coverage. And right. that's how you can tell just on a base level that there's something fishy right. with them.
2: Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's exactly correct. And yeah, I mean, it, it was to the point where, um, you know, and you made a test of this where, you know, protests were, were re- relegated to the protest zone, right? <laughs> it was usually yeah. like blocks away from right. the main event. <laughs> Right. And that's why you didn't have any cameras out there, you know, because yeah, you were,
0: you were kept away,
1: right, in the yeah. protest zone. Yeah, if it's you like have a protest zone, it's not a protest; it's a, it's a block party. Right, exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how most of those protests that week during the the RNC, where they would set up little pens, like we we're going to march the United Nations building, and they had like a little, like the free free speech <laughs> protest zone. It was like a little corral, little pen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like something out of a comedy. It's right? Yeah, so, yeah. It's like a comedy. It's
0: um, and, and sadly, those were the good old days. Those were the right. days before right. everyone's walking around as a little totalitarian, uh, believing that they wear a dirty rag on their face, uh, that they're virtuous and they're, they're saving lives. And it's their job to police everyone that doesn't buy into their delusion. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's another one, just while we're on the Capitol, because, I mean, some of these videos I know some folks have seen, but I bet there's people out there that still haven't seen these, and they, they're they just, like, kind of getting scrubbed from the Internet. They're getting harder and harder to find. So this is where the supposed rioters are already inside, and they encounter a cop, but only one cop and somebody who's filming, which I assume is maybe the guy's partner or should be another Capitol police officer, but instead of helping his, his colleague, he films it. You see, at the end there, you already have, like, press is already in the building. There's, like, a, there's this, there's this <laughs> photographer who's just at the end, like this big lady, right? Check it yeah. right there. She's yeah. circled. Yeah, just, She's just already in there. And, and not feeling threatened at all.
1: Not at all. I mean, it to me, I want my money back. That's $460 million of taxpaying money. And it looked like the, the, the cop was actually leading them to that place. Yeah, You know, instead of, I mean...
0: Could you From imagine what, what, what Michael Bay could have done with four hundred and sixty million dollar budget? Yeah. I, mean, I know, right, right? We should have helicopters in there and, and yeah, that's a lot of saucers. Money. I right. want to
1: see some in, flash bombs and inside drones,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah. And like,
1: yeah.
2: Um <laughs> and it was like it looked to me more like a like a like a
0: drunken argument in the parking lot.
1: Yeah. was really bad <laughs> actors. I like, like, the really like, did not. When, when that cop actors, like kind anyway. of like
0: yeah, when he, like, kind of nonchalantly pushes him, like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and then and then the mainstream media paints this. They literally, like, well, you have people like Cory Booker uh, equating it to 1812, 1814, when the British stormed the Capitol and burned it down. <laughs> they fucking burned the damn thing. <laughs> do that? kidding me, dude? I mean, this is... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so it, it, it's yeah. remarkable. It, and I, just I got one more because it also <laughs> this shows this shows them coming in from another side, and mm. the cops literally open the door to the Capitol, and one cop says to the protesters, "He goes, I don't agree with you, but I I respect it." Oh my god. Yeah, well, like check this out. It it's, it's, like it's crazy. Yeah. You won't see any of this on CNN, of course, or yeah, any of the mainstream media.
2: Down, Fucking traitors! <laughs> They're going to lock us in. You can
1: disagree with it, but you
2: Come
1: on come on hell it doesn't need anymore
0: look at that so they literally the cop goes
1: Uh, I don't agree
0: with it, but I respect it. And then as they're making their way up, there's already the press that that's a professional photographer. That's how we got all those like professional looking shots of Buffalo wings or the, you know, the guy that looks like he escaped from Burning Man. Right. Um, (laughs) Because they already had the professional, the press photographers there. And you could make the argument, argument, well, they were there to cover Congress, which was in session. But if, if the Capitol building is under siege and they're evacuating the members of Congress, right, and they're putting these stupid like gas masks. Have you seen them evacuating the building? Yeah, yes. yeah, they're, they're wearing like like fish like fish aquariums, like fish bowls on their heads. Go back, go back to uh,
2: the Austin Powers movies. I think there was there was a scene where uh, Doctor Evil put on one of those things.
1: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like trying to like do this thing, but the plastic was in his way. <laughs> yeah, so the Congress is going to get in their, you know, their their big LB, Lboys, LB's big boy uh, spaceship to get out of there. And you, uh,
1: I mean, but how do you know that it was members of Congress and not people just dressed up like that? Because when I was watching the whole thing live on Twitter, Congress was in session. So how can Congress be in session while all of this melee is taking place and people are being escorted out? You know, like AOC said, I was running for my life. No, you weren't. <laughs> You know, you were not in any danger, you little fascist. I mean, yeah, none whatsoever. Well, this entire well, thing was theater.
2: You know, and 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 they made sure that they had all the proper MAGA caps and Trump Oh yeah, flags and, and the
1: Trump signs and the Trump blankets. I mean, <laughs> these were not Trump supporters. The Trump supporters had already left. They watched their man give a speech and they and they and nothing else was going on, so they left. You know? I mean, so you have to ask yourself why all the theater. Yes, it's theater and it's funny. And, and, you know, the mainstream media turned it into, into a joke. I mean, if you don't,
0: they turned it it into, this is like the proof that they've wanted, right. Of uh, examples of, of right-wing extremism and white supremacy. They keep, you know, they they keep saying those, those buzzwords over and over to instill fear in people Mm -hmm. and, uh, and which is what's leading this, this drum beat to uh, bring in this domestic terrorism bill, which is just an excuse, you know, to steal more of our liberties, to increase the surveillance of the police state and to just get away, you know, they already have our businesses shut down. They have us isolating at home in a lot of places, forcing masks on us, but now they want to take away habeas corpus. They want to take away, you know, uh, our right to a, a, a jury trial. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. Obama I,
0: kind of took that away already,
1: right? But um, Obama suspended habeas corpus. He was taken to court for that. They won in the first round. Chris Hedges took him to court over that. They won in the first round, but then in the second round, uh, the federal court judge uh, dismissed the whole thing, and mm-hmm. and so that was uh, as a result of the National Defense Authorization Act's um, violation of Posse Comitatus. Which is the law that says that your own uh, police force may not use own military. own military may not use force against its own citizens? Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that we're every single day that we are lied to and told that we need to lock down a healthy society that that in and of itself is a violation of posi comitatus. Mm-hmm. Um, for the for every second that goes by that your military doesn't intervene and say enough you know this isn't right what you're doing to the public uh we have the them by not doing anything they are then complicit in this act and thus in violation of posi comitatus you know so i mean it's It's, uh, so you have to ask yourself with all of this theater, all of it from beginning to end, from 9-11 to, you know, to what happened on January 6th to the theater of us, you know, being locked down in our, um, homes over a, a computer modeled pathogen, um, you know, if you go back to the original reason why we're all locked down, it's based on a, a computer program. It's based on a game. It's based on a, bad,
2: a bad model.
1: A bad model, yeah. which, a you know, from yeah. Neil Ferguson from, right, yeah. from Imperial College. So, you know, if you go back to that original. So so you have to ask yourself, why, why, why? And all of this is done in, in, uh, military precision, you know, this lockdown is a military action. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the UK is barring any travel from South America into the UK. When you close down your borders and you stop your, your travel, you stop your flights, that's a military action in a time of war. Like we witnessed with nine eleven when they suspended all flights. Remember when they did that? Yep know Mm -hmm. 20 30 years ago so we all we need to do is realize that this is a military action being taken against us but why i'm not a terrorist you're not a terrorist um we're not harboring an invisible pathogen you know i can still go like this and Mm -hmm. kiss my husband and he won't die you know i'm not harboring a secret i'm not a bioterrorist you know so but you, you how, have-
0: how, how are you sure you're not an asymptomatic super spreader? I'm kind of concerned that you were two, the both of you. I know you're married, but the fact that you're both in the same room so close to each other, that's really here's, making me nervous. Here's here's something
2: that, that's very interesting. Um, uh, my place of work. I'm the only one who does not wear a mask. And yet I'm the only one who didn't get sick.
1: Yeah. The only one who didn't get sick and the only one who doesn't wear a mask.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, there's no scientific evidence. I. It, it's like it's like you mentioned Neil Ferguson and the model from Imperial College. It was so erroneously wrong, and it was clear very early on in this whole scam that it was wrong. It was flawed, and we shouldn't look to that at to set any policy. Yet they 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 stayed the course, and the more data that we get showing that like the Danish study that just came out uh, like a month ago that mm-hmm. looked at 6,000 people, 3,000 with masks, 3,000 uh, without them, and they found that there's no effect whatsoever of wearing the mask to prevent the transmission of the respiratory virus. Right. There's no effect. And then there's a bunch of evidence showing that the masks are detrimental. So right. it, it's like we, we are living in this time where it's this post-truth world where the, the data can support our can support the truth the statistics can support it but the media and the government can just say the exact opposite and that's what people follow and that's what people hear if well, anyone did their own research they would be coming to the same conclusions that we've come to right. um, and just just real fast i just want to say we mentioned like that a lot of this is theater right there is obviously you know from those videos that we saw and uh, at, you know speaking with people firsthand that attended january 6th they saw at one point, like my friend said, at one point, all the police just disappeared. Like they, like they got called to just vanish, right? Uh, and it, and they just left this skeleton crew. So they intentionally allowed the Capitol to be breached. We know with four hundred and sixty million dollars for a budget to defend that building and that that mm-hmm. little square, they could have done better. They chose That's not the- to, company. so they could exploit yeah. it. But I will say that I do think people did die. You know, I do. I do think that Ashley Babbitt, who was a Trump supporter who went there and was a, a veteran of 14 years, I, she did die. I've watched the video. I've seen her die. It's something I won't include here because it's very graphic. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just don't want to make light of that, too, even though I just want to make note of that, that it, there is all those, those theater, theatrical elements, and we are being played, and they are using this to manipulate things to their own ends. But I do think it did come with the cost of people's lives, which makes it even more sick. I mean it's the same thing with 9/11. People died on 9/11, but it was a false flag. You know, it was a manufactured, orchestrated event and it wasn't orchestrated by a handful of people from Saudi Arabia
2: <laughs> with with
0: with box, with cutters. box cutters, right? Yeah. I mean,
2: um well, you know, again, you can point back to another Obama era um uh, uh, not law, whatever. Uh the 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 changing of the the smith Smith-Munt Modernization Act where it makes it legal for the the press in the United States to um, propagandize to the American public.
1: So it's, 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 it's essentially that with the Smith Munt modernization act, it's essentially that, but what it is in the original Smith Munt act, uh, if something bad happened as a result of the press, uh, giving false news or false information and something bad happened, like if the press said, um, If you drink cyanide and you drink poison, you'll live forever. And everybody went and drank cyanide and poison, you know, or, or fed it to their kids. The, say the mother gave it to the child. The mother would not be held accountable for doing that. It would be the press and the press would have to answer to the court. Okay. Um, Which, which is a really strange sort of moral quandary because isn't it up to the mother to also know when she's being lied to and to be smart enough not to feed her child, poison you know so the press would be held accountable now the press doesn't have to be held accountable they're just going to go after the mother for doing that to her kid and the the press gets a pass in this updated version as part of the national defense authorization act in 2012 so you know that's that's what we have now that's where we are that's why everything that we see from the press and a lot of people say, you know, this isn't something like you just said, this isn't something we're going to see on mainstream media. Well, that's because mainstream media has become state media has become obsolete. They all know that this is the media. This, this is the media by which, um, everybody is, uh, following, you, you know what I mean? And, and everybody responds to that. So why not use the same kind of theater theater and the same kind of tactics that they use with the main media or state media as they would for streamed media. Right, So that's, that's why the aesthetics of
2: these, these things are, you know, handheld cameras and, you know um, also the, you know, the, the block, you know, where where it's like it's upright it has to be to, yeah. upright <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah there's all
1: these you know different little things that you can think about and coming from the theatrical world well being then, around tech people you know yeah. it's really interesting you know how many tech people or how many people in tech have said yeah but why why is it that you can only live stream straight up and down and you're missing all of the things on the outside of the mm-hmm. on the outside of the of the can you know that you you know that how i've, never, I've never
0: tried on my phone so i've never tried to like live stream like this does it, it won't yeah. work like it, it, it stays and, but you right. have to start out that way
2: you have right. to
1: know
0: enough that you have to start out like
1: right know, or like, if it's on like a like when app. we do our uh, streaming sometimes it's you know, it's on a tripod, and we have our phone horizontal. But isn't it interesting? So, you know, it's just these little things you have to start thinking about. And I think what we're having is, well, we're having a, you know, an ex- existential crisis, and we're also having um, existential enlightenment during this time as well. So you've got, you know, people that are responding to the crisis, and people that are responding to the enlightenment uh, of of all this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't mean to sound. Super philosophical here, but I think that we're we're in we're in that place where maybe we should pay attention to some of these you know old school philosophy uh, professors <laughs> that are hard to read. But um, well, you know, you we, know.
2: Were, we were reading somebody's post this morning <laughs> yeah. about you know how you know he he, he read um, an entire Kant book from you know from cover to cover, uh, and, and not because he wanted <clears throat> to torture himself, but. <laughs> He had free time, you know, but you and know, manual <laughs> yeah. Kant, Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> but seriously, I mean, you know, I'm, I could never follow a lot of philosophy, so I don't really, you know, try to, to get into that. <coughs> but um, what we do ourselves is, you know, we, we look at what's going on and, and put things together uh, intuitively and we check with other, you know, we, we, we tend to draw from a, a variety of sources in order for us to like, try to see if that actually you know, floats, if it actually holds water, or keeps the water up.
0: Yeah. Right. And and that's the problem is most people, I think, just get their, their news. They, they see the world through the lens of the, these very myopic sources, right? It's like mainstream media and there's people that will only get their news from New York times or the Atlantic right. or, or even like Vox and Buzzfeed right? Right. people that are that brain dead that think that's news. Right. Um, So, I mean, people, people are, have become, I don't, maybe they always were, but we are at peak intellectual laziness Mm -hmm. where people won't do their own research. They won't question it. And I think we're really divided into two groups and it's not, it's not left and right. It's not white and black. It's people that believe the government and the media. And it's people that don't believe the government and the media. That's yeah. that's where we are, really. You could, you I think you it, it could simplify it, like to that.
1: Um,
0: right. But so, talking about this this false flag of, of the Capitol, and then all this talk, this renewed talk about this new bill, which is HR five six zero two. Are y'all familiar with that? It was something that was it's kind of an old bill, but it's gotten renewed interest in light of the Capitol events, right?
1: Right.
0: Um, Like this guy, Senator Dick Durbin, plans to reintroduce this domestic terrorism bill in the wake of the Capitol Hill attack. And the bill is to authorize dedicated domestic terrorism offices within the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, and the FBI to analyze and monitor domestic terrorist activity and require the federal government to take steps to prevent domestic terrorism. Require the federal government to take steps to prevent it. Like it's almost thought crime, you know, it's like make sure you're policing and surveying everyone so we can get them, just if there's talk, if they think about breaking breaking the law, we can try them as domestic terrorists. It's scary stuff and it's already passed, it already passed
2: the house in September. Right, and this is just the this is just the um, the legal f- framework and the and the um, I forget the word, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word, but basically we we've been seeing this going on within the the, the corporations and the and the new the the social I almost said new media, <laughs> dating myself, social, social media, media platforms that have been doing this, um, you know, right along, and so this is you know this is the codification of those corporate policies right. in you know the.
1: So what you saw, what, you know, I I always try to give real life examples, um, with these really extraordinary, scary, um, pieces of legislation that everybody's freaked out about. So what you saw when Twitter safety decided to take on the role of the national security agency and remove their most popular Twitter account in the world, That was an example of uh, this, this act. It was sort of like their trial balloon. We are a corporation that runs this platform in San Francisco. We have more power than the National Security Agency. By their own admission, they said, we assessed the situation and felt that at real Donald Trump's Twitter account was a threat to national safety, so we have removed him from our platform. That is something that the national security agency is for not at Twitter safety, which is a bunch of guys in hoodies, writing code. Since when do they have power over and can dictate what is national security? So, so this this domestic terrorism bill is and in in that comes right after uh, they took you know that that at Twitter safety decided to take Trump down. You should look at these uh, together. Like you should you should tell yourself, okay, this is the trial balloon. This is how they're going to be moving. You know they're going to be treating us moving forward. Um, it's scary. Um, I think that it has more to do with hey look your social media post went against community standards we have to take away your snap benefits for this month that kind of thing um, and we've consulted with the FBI and they agree kind of thing you know and or they're you're checking you're off talking, the- you're looking
0: at like long term how this plays out right yeah, when, well, when, if, if the enemy wins and we get yeah. to this kind of like social credit system and we' are all, we're we're all just <laughs>
1: I mean, mm. I really do. I think that we're kind of there now. They're, they're you know? still
0: rolling it out, but I mean, we're
2: we're basically we might as well be there. Um,
1: you see, you see little examples of it here and there, and it's difficult mm-hmm. to, to make the connection and the correlation with that, um, you know. And so, I, I don't necessarily think that they're going to be disappearing people into, you know,
2: FEMA camps into FEMA camps <laughs> or into
1: those black sites like they have in Chicago. I don't know if you've ever heard of those. No. What?
0: what yeah. No. Please. What's going on in Chicago? Oh, well, they, they already they have the female cancer.
1: It's you know, or like they did with um, Browder. I think his name was Khalif Browder. Now, you know, I don't know about this story, but where the kid was accused of stealing a backpack, and he he said, "No, I did not steal the backpack," and he stuck up for himself, and he and but the, and they threw him in in solitary confinement without trial, without a uh, any kind of charge without trial or charge stuck him underground in solitary confinement for over a year. And he went crazy. And also in, in, you know, in Chicago,
0: this was in Chicago, actually
1: in New York, but they have the, the black sites in Chicago are, are more the like more notorious well-known yeah. and yeah. notorious. I mean,
2: I think there was even like a TV show we were watching where they referred to one.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Know. So, uh, yeah. Um, so I don't think it's going to be like that is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm. I don't think that they're going to come and disappear Kilgore because he said something a little off the cuff I on think, his you know social media place. I think it's going to be more like, um, well, if you're getting funding for something, we're going to have to pull it for a little while until we investigate this, right. that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it'll just be an ongoing investigation that never like really ends. You well, know? we
0: already see the, we already see people getting canceled. Like, right. uh, so
1: that's I
0: mean, another yeah. Yeah, we 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 see people, you know, uh, notable or reputable big name conservatives that can't get insurance. They've been dropped by their home insurance plans. Sure, they, sure. Their banks have canceled their accounts. Um and, and now this is all culminated this week with Parlor going down, right? So you right. you mentioned you know the big news of, of Trump getting banned from Twitter, which is ridiculous. It's insane it, insane that these people that can operate under the benefits of being a a platform and basically like a, a utility for public good, but they act as a publisher because they say certain people get to have a voice and other people don't. And then you have Parlor. so people, the conservatives and truthers are, are flocking to Parlor. And then Parlor goes down because their servers were hosted by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Amazon has the biggest you know, cloud storage uh, you know, in the world. And Amazon gave them 24 hours to get all their data and, and move to another server. So th- they have, I mean, I'm not very tech savvy. So it's all kind of like magic and wizardry when we talk about where it is in the cloud to me. Like, I hate technology. Like, I wish y'all were just down here and we, were, we could all have a beer here in Georgia. And we didn't have to communicate uh, via screens. Yeah, like, that would be more fun. crank the camera. <laughs> yeah, we can crank the camera up. And I'm totally fine with, like, 1990s. Like, I'd even... Like, just, like, the compact disc. We can stop where, like, CDs. I'm good with that level of technology. I don't need nanobots. I don't want smartwatches. I don't need a smartphone. <laughs> that's Take good. Take me back. That's
1: good. You don't want any of that stuff.
0: No. That's, that's how... You know, I think (laughs) that what we're
2: looking at is a precursor to the capital behavior markets that, you know, we and others have been talking about, where your behavior is actually going to be the thing that um, makes the difference between you uh, moving around freely or uh, you getting your UBI or, uh, as Julie mentioned a moment ago, if you're you're on uh, SNAP benefits, um, that, you know, they can just shut that off.
0: What what is what are, what are snap
2: benefits? Snap benefits is is like for, for food, food, food stamps. stamps. Food okay, stamps. like
0: so you we know,
2: call them EBT. EBT, we're, right? Yeah. Well, that's the EBT is the, is electronic, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it's it's you know it's a little card, right? Benefit transfer. Yeah, electronic benefit transfer. Okay, so yep. what's going to take place once we're so basically we're all going to be uh, entered into blockchain ledgers. What we do how we do it, where we go, what we do, you know, like all these things. Um, And these things are going to get entered into the ledger, and then that will determine um, whether you get your SNAP benefits for the month or not. Or uh, suddenly uh, you go to the store and they're gone, even though you thought uh, two days ago that you had them. So um, these things will be able to, uh, these systems being put into place will disallow people from, conducting their life uh, in a normal manner. Um, and you know, here's the thing about it too, is, is that, <clears throat> let's say that you had to go uh, for an appointment um, in order to meet certain criteria to get those benefits, and something happened and you weren't able to go, okay? And then it's a strike against you, okay? But there's no, no way in the system and this you know this is this is what the you know the lockdowns earlier on this year um were were kind of illustrating that the government agencies are going to be closing down it's all going to be automated mm-hmm. here in the state of pennsylvania people could not get their um their unemployment benefits because the unemployment offices were closed there was nobody to talk to nothing to do you couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it it had to work its way through the system so what I'm trying to say is that they're going to make it so that bureaucracy gets in the way of people actually uh, getting the benefits or, or or conducting the business that they need to do, especially if a red flag goes up in your ledger
1: right. mm-hmm.
2: that you are accused of doing something or you, you were seen doing something, whatever the case may be. So they're not going to disappear you because that actually costs money. Right. What they're trying to do is save money, and what they're trying to do is financialize us, financialize mm-hmm. us through these systems in order to make money from our behavior, whether right. it's
0: good or bad. Commoditize it's- all of us. Yeah. We and- we become the product. We become the capital. We're the capital for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. And and so we've already seen this kind of with China and their social credit system, right? And they have an app system. One right now, it's it's tied to, um, I think it's called WeChat. And it's basically tied to their their credit score, their social credit score, their bank account. Mm-hmm. And everything's done through that. So like you go to a store and you pay with the WeChat. And, you know, if you want to go, you know, apply for an apartment, they're looking at your WeChat profile. So if you say something disparaging to the about the government, or something that's off color or doesn't you know the rest that's non-conformist then you you know you get docs points and then you might not be, be it's like the, i don't know if you saw that one black mirror episode mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah yeah it's like that there. black yeah, yeah the one with uh, bryce dallas howard i mean mm-hmm. that, that's where oh, we're yeah. headed yeah and i think that's where i think that's where all these you know that's where this common pass and the uh the mm-hmm. immunity pass apps are are get bringing us it's going to mm-hmm. be first show your vaccine vaccination records but now it's to give you a digital ID, you know? So we're all, we're all basically just gonna have a prison number in, in the prison planet that we have helped build. We've right. helped build and we've helped finance. And you know, people ask, what is one thing they can do? So they, they listen to us talk, they hear these theories, they, they hear, or, you know, and a lot of this is not even theory anymore, it's fact, it's being ruled out. Um, and, it, and people go, what can I do? They, they, they despair. I think one thing that people can do to take action, you can do it tomorrow is pull your money out of the bank. If you were banking with a major bank, start there, pull your money out and take it to a credit union. Okay. I mean, that's one small step you can do. If you're banking with JP Morgan and Chase or Bank of America, they're all partners in this World Economic Forum's Great Reset. You know, your money, um, your interest is helping to build this right. prison that is going to enslave us. So start tomorrow, that's one thing you can do is pull your money, and I'm not saying this to you guys, but I'm like anybody who's out there. But it also to you, we're you so with a major bank, we're within a credit union. A credit union and yeah, we've, been been, from,
1: we've always been with a credit union uh, for, for decades. So. But here's so the
0: that's thing. one one small thing that people can do. I think we got to start building our own alternative <laughs> things. But go go yeah. go ahead, here's JP. The credit unions. Um, the credit unions are are going to
2: be the first to start rolling out um, a, uh, a a an app that, um, identify that, that allows for identification, um, that is, um, through like biometric data, I believe. Um, Allison was talking about this the other day and, um, unfortunately see they're, they're getting at us from all angles. So they know that, that small bank, you know, small community banks and, and, um, uh, credit unions are the places people are starting to go. And so, um, I mean, I found that our credit unions—we have two of them—one in California, one in here in, in Pennsylvania—and both are kind of fashy, and they're closing down offices and right and, and left, right and left, especially mm-hmm. the one in, in the Bay Area, yeah. uh, in San Francisco Bay Area. There, there, every time we log in, there's another uh, location that's that's closed down temporarily. Um, yeah. and so you know, it's really. It's really hard to say what to do in these cases. Um, you know, somebody was over here. We had a gathering of, of like-minded people, you know, kind of talking about, you know, what to do uh, about a month ago. And somebody was <laughs> saying to us, uh, only leave the amount of money uh, in the bank account that you're willing to lose.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And,
2: you know, we did like at the beginning of all this, we did pull out a bunch of cash and, and kept it. Uh Oh, <laughs> words out. Sorry. It's all spent it's gone but, now. It's gone now. <laughs>
0: It's been all spent. You can go away. Um, <laughs> yeah. So where, where's all that cash hidden? And I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll put up your address here in the notes.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I no. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Uh, I know. I always reveal our secrets, but, um, but really it didn't, you know, we, we were like, Oh, why did we do that? So, uh, you know, I'm, really, <laughs> you know, I'm not really sure what to really
1: well, uh, suggest um, to people. I think that, you know, I'm just going to take this opportunity to, plug our next video essay that will be coming out for our patrons and for anybody who wants to make a donation. It's going to be about the very thing that you just talk- wh- that you just spoke of, which is that we are in a prison panopticon. We're not sure of the title yet, but we are 99% done with the script finally. So then we're going to do the recording over the weekend and we'll probably release it to our patrons by next week Tuesday or Wednesday of mm-hmm. next week, uh, since it is a long weekend. So we'll have extra time to work on it but yes it that is exactly what it is is that we have helped build a, a prison panopticon where we police each other and uh every time we use our our phone or you know the banking system to 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 take care of ourselves or do what we need we have put yet another little little brick in the wall so to speak another little piece in the puzzle to build this this giant panopticon um i hear and,
0: Pink Floyd singing to me right now. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, you know, the Facebook
2: and well, especially Facebook, um, you know, for the for the last 10, 15 years, we have been voluntarily giving them information about ourselves and about right. the people around us. Right. Uh, that that allows them to um, you know, keep track of us in in so many ways. Um, our great great, great reset uh, video, <laughs> among the many titles called the Great Reset, um, our Great Reset video uh, talks about that a little bit in terms of like, you know, how we have been adding to this database, and and
0: we've actually you know contributed to what's what's about to come. So you know, right. and now there, now there's talk. I saw this article, and I, I I've just been so busy, I haven't had a lot of time to get, dig into it, but I just skimmed it. But it was basically saying how they want to use data, you know, that from our social media uh, history to build like chatbots. So like when you're dead, there could be like, right. there could be a, a Kilgore chatbot that you'd still be able, you know, that will tell you, you know, F the system or something or whatever they yeah, they base awesome. it upon.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that's scary, but. But speaking of
1: digital twin. It's your digital you know, twin, yeah. It's your
0: digital a- twin. Yeah. But and this will be like your digital ghost. Um <laughs> yeah, it'll right. live on live on beyond your physical body and in whatever weird society is left here. But yeah. but hey, I'm not giving up hope. You know, I'm still fighting the good fight. And um, but but before we move on, I wanted to talk about the censorship and it has and we talked about parlor, their servers. Mm-hmm. Have been taken down. So, like I pull up Parlour because I'm on there as well, and it's just a dead feed because there's no nobody. There's no servers hosting them anymore. Right. And Trump is banned from uh, Twitter. My, my last video, uh, I've started kind of getting and in, getting into doing investigative journalism, right? So I, I read these mainstream pieces from. Here's the uh, in Atlanta. It's the AJC, the Ale- Atlanta Journal Constitution. And it's Mm -hmm. just constant fear-mongering, right? It's what teacher died because she got exposed to the virus. The newest one was they had to reopen this billion-dollar field hospital at this uh, convention hall in downtown Atlanta at the World Congress Center. So me and my colleague, we went down there with a camera, with audio equipment. We went searching for it. Yeah. And we couldn't find it anywhere. We talked to multiple people, staff members, security guards. Nobody could nobody had had seen one shred of evidence of it Well, that video lasted on YouTube all of about 35 minutes before they pulled it down They flagged my account for spreading medical misinformation And um, they basically said this is your first strike. So be warned But if you continue it will remove your account. Yeah, have have y'all experienced any of that censorship have they come after any of your content?
1: We have two strikes
0: Um. So, and both are current. So, if we get a third one right now, we get a third strike.
1: Or that's why we have a backup channel. It's called Book of Hours Backup. (laughs) (laughs) So, if we do get taken down on our main channel, we just throw everything onto our backup channel. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, we did. Now, as creatives, as artists who tend to look at things existentially and also through a corporate media theatrical lens, our content doesn't get taken down. It's and the only, uh, Reason that we have the strikes is because we um put on we we uploaded the recording of an interview we did with our friend Mike Cachopoli in San Francisco.
0: I, I know Mike, Mike actually came through Atlanta did uh did. Did like you, a month ago. I met you? him, we went out to lunch. Yeah, he met my buddy you?
1: Mike. No, awesome, I met
0: Mike. yeah. He said he, he was at your, your wedding, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah, he, Mike's, Mike's a sound guy I, I took him all around I, I gave him the tour of, of all the MLK sites like I took him to Martin Luther King's uh, birth home and to like where he's entombed and the eternal flame and the MLK Center and all that we, we had a good time good
1: yeah well he's the reason that we got a strike
0: <laughs> yeah and then what is <laughs> his
1: friends.
2: foul mouth no Why? just just because he was, you know, the things that he was talking about. Just, you know. You know, the same kind of idea, like the, the medical misinformation kind
1: right. of thing. Right, medical misinformation stuff. The and other th- he wasn't, and but he that's wasn't, what they right. said. Yeah, because
2: he's using, you know, facts and figures. Right. he's, you know, he's like that. But, uh, <laughs> <you> know, accurate. <laughs> How dare he use facts and figures? We do not got, right. live in
0: a world where facts um, and figures have any place.
2: The other one uh, that got us a strike was we uh, mirrored oh, a, a video. I won't say his name, but yeah. we, we mirrored a video. And because uh, we don't want you get taken out. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that got us taken out. We have had other things removed. But again, they were mirrored content. Right. Now, the, the fascist one around is the one that you pay for. And that's Vimeo. And for some reason, uh, some of two of our, our best videos got taken off of Vimeo for for uh, for going against community standards. Right. Uh, apparently, we were promoting self-harm and um, some other things that were. Completely ludicrous.
1: Uh, we were accused of promoting self harm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we it was not apparently that we were. Yeah, we were accused. It's of important that. that you use the right language. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, um, I hate to be a lawyer about. Yeah, it, but, you, but you, know, if no, you have to be. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm
2: doesn't work on the on the
1: internet. There is well. no sarcasm on the internet. We were accused of something that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they made something up and accused it. But accused, hey, we're going to sign up. Again accused this us of it. So well, that's what for
0: we, you know, for viable alternatives, I've been looking at BitShoot, and I know okay. I talked to JP about it. And it's like sometimes there's technical issues there. I've been encountering a lot of technical issues where, like, you go to upload videos and it just says process and publish, forever. and it's just stuck yeah. forever. Yeah, it could be like a three minute video, yeah. um, and then the other one is Rumble. So I've been, so I too, have, I've set up backups, but outside of YouTube because I feel like m- my days on there are probably just numbered because. I'm not gonna do anything to, uh, you know, aid and abet the hoax of the of the scam which that we are in the throes of, and I won't stop speaking out against it or trying to expose it. So, um, but yeah, so Rumble and BitShoot seem to be good. But Rumble. what what really annoys me about what's happening is that, um, like the right, if they're they're really feeling the hammer of, of the censorship come down on them, like uh, libertarians, conservatives, Republicans. But they didn't do anything. What, what kills me is this started years ago, you know, with, with social media censorship. Like when they kicked Milo off, when they went after Alex Jones, a lot of people in the in the mainstream and the right just were like, oh, well, they're they're fringe, they're conspiracy theorists, they're 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 provocateurs, and they didn't really bat an eye. And now everyone's Alex Jones. They're coming for everyone. And I wish people People that had been in a position to do something about it, right? To build this other arc, this other the infrastructure of servers and places to host sites. And I wish they would have built that infrastructure then, and not be scrambling to do it now while we are being silenced. You well, know, we're while talking- we're under the boot hill of censorship.
2: Yeah. Well, we're also finding the far left uh, is also the real the real left. The real left. The real left, <laughs> the real left. not the not the the, the people. Not we the talk- fake
1: left that we were talking <laughs> about
2: earlier. Um, yeah. You know, they're also finding it, too. Like, um, uh, well, there's a couple of examples, but they're not coming to me at the oh, moment. Well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's it's happening on the on the outer edges. Um, right. We've been we've been post, posting stuff to Brideon. But the problem with that one is, is that um, YouTube or uh, Facebook doesn't allow those links over there.
1: Yeah. So um, Facebook just outright bans yeah. Brideon. So, so
0: if you go to put a link in face on Facebook of the uh, Brideon, it just mm-hmm. will block it
1: it'll just say unable to, you know, you'll get the red message that says can't post. But one thing I, again, I hate to, I hate to be sort of the, um, the philosophical voice of reason here, but we all know that our digital presence is what is feeding the thing. Mm -hmm. So why would they be taking people down? Um, if they know if if we need to be online so um i think
0: it's about i think it's about controlling the narrative right it was like it was like controlling the way the mainstream media like you said like the the media can't be held responsible if they tell you to drink cyanide i mean now they're essentially doing that because the media is promoting this experimental rushed vaccine so they might have which is killing people and giving people paralysis and all uh, a whole slew of other severe side effects. So they are doing that, but they want to control the narrative. So, and they want to control the, the flow of information. And you can tell, it's just like, you know, that old expression, look at who you can't criticize, look at who and what you can't criticize. And then you'll see who's really in power and what's really important. When you yeah. go after trying to like expose the fact that the hospitals are no more full than they normally would be at this year, that these emergency field hospitals are, are is a, it's all theater, like to use your verbiage, uh, you know, that they're just sitting empty. That's when they come after you because they, right. that is the charade they really want to maintain. So as much as they want us in the system, there's certain content they don't want anybody to be thinking about,
1: Right, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. And certain.
0: Yeah, and that's why they want to suppress those voices. That's that's um,
2: we don't hear about uh, what's going on with the economy. Uh, that we're in the worst depression that we've ever been in, um,
1: or yeah. that we are in the midst of four wars. Right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I w- I was going to
0: bring this up.
1: I hadn't yeah. forgotten.
0: I really. Um, <laughs> so you, you. You just. So Book of ours. just put out this new essay. About the congruence of, of four wars, and right. is, the concept is that right now we are fighting four wars simultaneously. So, please, please elaborate on that. It's your piece, so you you, you go for it. Uh,
1: so so my belief, and again, you know, we're creatives. Um, we're not journalists, and you know, we like to philosophize about things. But, but I I I think I'm pretty close to the mark here. Uh, so we're in a uh, existential war on humanity. We're being taught that um, it's not good to be close to people, which is a mm-hmm. war on humanity itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're told to cover up our faces. Um, so that's an existential war on humanity and how we interpret what being a human being is. We're also in a class war. So we're noticing you know, the bailout of big corporations that are in service to the government. Whereas your mom and pop shops are being closed down right and left and threatened with fines. So that's a class war. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, and against and against, uh, the middle class and the poor. Right, so know, and- targeting of the middle class and the poor. We're also in a currency war. Uh, for years we've been living on fiat currency, um, which doesn't exist. It's basically, you know, they print money. It's like they, they pretend it go- grows on trees. They print money out of nothing. Um, instead of backing our currency with labor or gold they're, they don't have anything to back it up. So this uh, fiat currency um, is causing the destruction of, of society. So they're reinventing what currency is. Currency war, and as you know, uh, human capital, aka slavery, is the new uh, is the new currency. So that's how people get rich is by us being slaves. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth war is, is an actual legitimate military action. It's an actual hot war. Um, It's in the South China seas. So there's war happening in the South China seas.
2: We feel that, that um, the quote unquote, the, the, the disappearance of Trump has something to do with that.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah.
2: and, that, you know, there is no reportage, there's no reporting on this war in the United States. You can only find the reporting in the Indian press
1: or uh, in, the South, or in China the South
0: China Sea, press. Uh, uh, you know, countries. Yeah. So who, what, what countries would be involved in that? And what do you what's your understanding of, of that conflict? The US, the U.S. OK, so the Coast Guard, the, the Marines and the, and the
2: Navy are all now in the, in the South China Sea. Um, basically patrolling and their their target is China.
1: Right. So the the um, back in, uh, you know, and, I'll, I'll, and there are people who are, you know, excellent investigators, but I'm not an investigator. I write poetry and make pretty videos. But back <laughs> in 2013, um, you had John Kerry and Joe Biden um, use their sons, their children as front puppets to make a deal with, uh, the Chinese military technology. And, uh, I would assume that part of that deal was that China could continue to occupy the South China seas. Uh, Joe Biden went over to China to try to so-called talk some sense into China and say, Hey, get out of the South China seas. Uh, but, um, that didn't happen. A few years after that, in 2017, you had then Secretary of State Rex Tillerson saying, this is war, China's refusal to get out of the South China Seas is an act of war. And so right at the time that Donald Trump was inaugurated, Rex Tillerson was being incredibly vocal. And it was all across like the New York Times, there were, you know, stories about it. Um, So we have a couple of different things going on. Rex Tillerson's side, he's the former CEO of Exxon, mobile. Uh, Rex Tillerson's side has investments in the oil that is in the South China Sea. So all of the oil investors and the oil barons really want that oil. Um, but, the South China, but, the, but China is occupying the South China Seas with their maritime fleets and um, saying no. I, th-
0: can- I thought we were all going to go on to green energy. Are we still, <laughs> are we still fighting for uh, wars oh, of oil? Yeah.
1: I everything was going to be yeah.
0: thought oil? everything was going to be green and sustainable. I mean, yeah, Greta is. Thunberg and Klaus Schwab told me it's all going to be green from here on out. Well,
1: you know, that's 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 a set that's a, a whole separate. Right. This is why there's so many things going on. Right.
2: That well, and and that's a that's a, that's a different uh, group of people.
1: That's a different that's a different faction. A completely so, different faction. So what you have is um, a lot of the investments um, in the Chinese technology that you know, we're mimicking, we're mimicking Chinese technology. Uh, that's why it feels kind of like a Chinese communist takeover because we can see, we can see how it's already rolled out in China. Um, and then we see the same kind of technology being implemented here. So we're basically copying their, their technology. Mm-hmm. The, um, the,
2: the deals that, that, um, you know, the, the meat puppets made. Um, with The front the, puppets. The front yeah. puppets, the, uh, not the band, the front puppets. <laughs> so um, um uh, John Kerry's son, uh, stepson, and and uh,
1: uh, Chaz Hines, yeah, and, and um and Joe, Joe Biden's son, Hunter yeah. Biden, right?
2: Uh, they basically were good we're, old, good old Hunter. There's right. right. that they, name again. They were making investments in Chinese technology, right? Uh, Chinese uh, military, but, and, right. and 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 what was the other thing? Um, nuclear, nuclear, right.
1: right? So not just them too. We're talking global interests, right? They
2: represented, they they kind of did the deal, right? right. But they, they had all these backings,
1: right? So it's not just the United States that that has invested in this technology. All the countries have invested in this tech technology and I'm assuming that one of the deals was was okay, give us your technology, we'll mimic it and you can still have access to the South China Seas. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. you've got your oil interests going uh uh-uh. uh. So what had to and happen And they're tied to the
2: military. And right? they're tied
1: so to the military because military is paid by big oil. Mm-hmm. So what had to happen is is you had to have the commander in chief sign off on a military exercise on a military intervention, but you had to do it. You had to circumvent the party that wants the Chinese technology and, and wants, and wants to sort of make good on their deal with the Chinese. Like, okay, you can still stay in the South Mm -hmm. China seas. We have all of, all of the technology from you. Thanks. Um, So you have to have, a military intervention in order to please Big Oil. So Trump signed off on the as commander as com, as commander in, in chief has mm-hmm. signed off on an intervention on a on a war a tactic, which is to take all of your vessels. So he took the Navy, the mil, the Marines, and the U.S. Coast Guard, and now they're occupying the South China Seas. They needed a reason to do it, and the reason to do it happened what's today the 14th It happened about five days ago when where can we
0: find this is, like uh, where- my blog
1: okay. so, so, the, so go the- to
0: go to go to book of ours what, what right. is the, the url for everyone dash, dash hours
1: right dot so- com
0: slash blog Right.
1: And all of the information that I've, that i put in the blog, especially about the South China seas, which is the lat, which is the fourth war, all of the links to just hover your mouse over the, you know, the, the bolded areas, the, the bolded areas, We're still working on the aesthetics of the, of the blog. Yeah. You know, but it's all there. All the links are there. So you mm-hmm. can read each article. I've got it Newsweek. I've got all sorts of connections that I'm making here. So,
0: so do you, do you think if you're going to, See, I, 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 I'm of the mind that anything that happens between the U S and China will be just be kind of, a, it'll be a fake kind of theatrical cold war. Since I feel that there's already this partnership of sorts. Like I feel like they've already, you know, they were, they were a partner in pulling off this whole scandemic, um, you know, and kind of following the blueprint of that Rockefeller foundation report, so uh, long It's
2: important to remember. So, but you, yeah, go ahead. This is almost this is just as much a war between factions in the U.S. as it is between the U.S. and China. Um, because, you know, the, the the folks that are supporting.
1: Oh, right. It's really important. This is really yeah, important. This is the biggest part, right? <laughs> yeah so,
2: so Biden and his and his cohort cohorts, you know, they're on the side of, of technology, the technology or technocracy, right? you know, and we've noticed yeah. this like, you know, back for a while that, you know, basically we have the two factions of the old um, uh, money. Okay. The oil, oil. And, those, and banking. Yeah. And we have the, the, the new technology money kind of like fighting it out, duking it out at the top. And I think that, 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 that split, that divide is kind of, it's still, it falls out, you know, in other areas. And I think that the, the Trump military side is, is the one faction fighting for oil. You know, oil. And then the other side is the technology and, you know, it will eventually become the green technology stuff too. Right. But right now, what we're dealing with is is uh, surveillance uh, capitalism and and uh, you know 4IR. <laughs> you right, know? so that's why you
1: needed Trump to have this you know this melee on January sixth, so that you could get him to sign that before the intervention of the Democrats actually uh, stopped, you know, could stop him from signing this intervention. The Democrats, of course, you know, they had their little spies too. They're fully aware of what's going on in the, in the other camp of the one sided, Mm -hmm. you know, of the, of the one party system. And so that's, that's why you have all of this, you know, impeachment, rhetoric. That's why you have all of this language. They were trying to stop Trump from doing his duty as commander in chief to sign off on this intervention which I am not supportive supportive right. of by the yeah. way to sign off on this um military exercise by impeaching him and removing his powers then he he wouldn't be able to do that. They could maintain their presence in the South China Seas. There's another factor to China and Israel too which is which is a a globally, I mean, people should know about this. I don't know how Mm. important it is to you or to your audience, but right now uh, China is running the operations at one of Israel's most valuable ports in the Mediterranean and in the Middle East. China now runs that port. And the United States Sixth Fleet is docked at that port. Okay, so this
2: is the the port of Haifa in Israel. Right. Israel put it up for bid for um, the operations. um, And the U.S. has been operating, um, you know, running the operations on that port for probably as long as it's been around. Right. Right. And because the Sixth Fleet um, has been docked there. And and I think the Sixth Fleet came into existence in the 1950s. So, you know, around the same time that that Israel... (laughs) Came became, into it.
0: And she right. became a nation. So, right.
2: so you know this relationship is is, is very very old, and right. the basically they gave the bid they they gave the bid to China,
1: right? Israel Which is did. a huge slap in the face after we had just uh, given Israel a bunch of funding. We just handed them another what six hundred billion dollars, and they turn around and show. You know, they're supposed to be allied with us. So here we are with our fleet. The 6th Fleet is docked at the port of Haifa, uh, which is located in the country of our biggest ally. And that ally then turned over the operations of that port to China. What does that say to our NATO allies? Right. Just How is the, it?
2: Just across the Merida- right. Mediterranean and Sea. And so
1: if you look at the port of Haifa on a map, it is in direct... Mm-hmm. Um, alignment with it with uh with italy. With italy so it's it's literally across the mediterranean sea directly from italy which is where the operations and the headquarters of the sixth fleet operate this is why so this is you have this this these different things happening so you know about event 201 took place in october of 2019 yep. well china won the bid to the port of haifa in october of 2019 Okay, wow. they are. They have now taken over the operations. Now, so a- is
0: it is it really a sign more uh, that the global governance is already here, and that all these all the, all the powerful, uh, the, the most powerful countries have already formed a pact, yes. and that they've all you know like like the World Economic Forums predictions for twenty thirty is that the U.S. will no longer be the number one superpower; it'll be uh, a handful of countries that dominate. Is this maybe just a sign that these that that partnership has already happened, that global governance is kind of already here, Uh, even though for the layman, they think there's all these warring factions, you know, America against China, Israel against this. But maybe it it really behind the scenes, there's already this structure for global governance. The pacts have already been made. Look at our our video deconstruction. It talks about what's going on in the
2: United States in that respect.
1: Yeah. So um, everything's being reshaped, reconfigured new, new, new ways that we look at allyship, uh, you know, on a sort of a geopolitical global level. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what, what I, and I even think that the, the, you know, as, a, as someone who likes to philosophize and think about things like this, I even think that the way that um, the military force in Israel operates will change a little bit mm-hmm. as a result of China taking over the port of Haifa because of its um, it's strategically located. So not only will China have access to the passageways in the mediterranean sea which makes them now an economic leader in trade okay so they will now hold the market in trade because water is very important they they now hold the market in the south china seas in trade and military so they shot two missiles on january 9th to taiwan Which is why, if you remember, all those years ago when Trump picked up the phone and called Taiwan and congratulated um, Taiwan on their new democratically elected leader, I kind of think that that was a signal that, you know, hey, look, if something bad happens in the South China Seas, we got your back. We'll send our military out. Well, something bad happened. I'm not saying that China was unprovoked. We provoked China to do that. We kept poking the bear we kept mm-hmm. poking them and saying you know this is war Are you occupying the seas there we want the seas because we want the oil uh, so now they operate the south china seas and the mediterranean and they have access to iran syria iraq all of those mediterranean countries that have already gone through so much so they're they're working deals they work to deal with israel obviously they're operating yeah. israel's port now so, right,
0: and and there's also, I mean, there's also the reports of Canada training Chinese forces for you know cold weather uh, battle. So they're literally sending Chinese military into China or Chinese military into Canada to be trained by the Canadian Canadian military in like subzero temperatures to prepare for you know cold that, warfare.
2: That's kind of weird because China does have its own areas that are like
0: that. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So maybe maybe it is more just like getting yes. the two army armies to like build camaraderie since they're going to be part of the new UN uh, one world, you know, that, one world government sense army. Sense.
1: Then, uh yeah. the weather thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it gets cold in China.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, a good point. Yeah. So, well, so well, go ahead.
1: Well, so I guess what I want to do is. I, want, I would like to encourage people to look at this more as a military action instead of a, a disease action. Uh, military always um, does the following. Closes off borders, stops air travel, uh, quarant- not quarantines, but locks people down. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are military actions. And I would even go so far as to say that every time you had a head of the state, like what, and I don't mean state, like, my state, I mean, a head of state like Boris Johnson is the head of state for you know right. the UK, right. for, for the UK. Whenever you had them going into quarantine, they went into quarantine talking about they seemed rational. They talked about uh, herd immunity. They were using science. And when they came out of quarantine. They were acting like conspiracy theorists saying that you must lock down to stay safe. That's conspiracy theory. Uh, that's not real. That's fantasy. They were acting like militant authoritarian. So I think that their quarantine time was actually their military debriefing about the way that, you know, society in general globally will be operating. Now, I would I listen to myself talk and I think, how could this possibly be true? But then I realize it's not just happening to the United States. Right, it's right. happening to Italy. Sure. It's happening to Barcelona. It's happening, mm-hmm. you know, to all over. Right. So, so,
2: you, know, you and, know, and and when we have these discussions, you know, oftentimes um, you know, she'll she'll talk about like Julie will talk about some of her ideas. And then I'll question her, like, okay, well, how does that connect? How does oh, yeah. that connect? And then we'll get to a, you know, an finally agreement. we'll get to a yeah, point we'll, where yeah, we can, you know, and, and we can <laughs> right.
1: rationalize these, uh, just this lack of continuity in my thought mm-hmm. process. Um, anyway, it just so happened that you know when Event Two Hundred One was going on is when China won the bid, and it was right at that time that Italy locked down. Isn't that ironic? You well, know, and, and, so. uh,
2: yeah, and and prior to that, they started. Well, about around the same time, I guess it was, yeah, that they started like taking their, their, um, uh, uh, cruise, oh, right. fleets. Cruise, cruise fleets. Oh, right. The cruise fleets were like leaving Italy. Right. Um, so, or, or not being allowed to dock, you know, especially after the, the, co- the COVID thing. So and I
1: drop. think what happened was, you know, the United States went scrambling over to their ally, Italy, and said, oh my gosh, after all these years of us being docked at the port of Haifa, now China is taking over the operations. Uh, this is terrible. And so Italy then thought of it as an act of war. And this is a rhetoric that has been going on. It went all of 2017. Like, it's, I heard about it a lot. You know, this is an act of war, China occupying the seas. Well, now China's occupied or taken over the, mm-hmm. you know, the the uh, business at the Port of Haifa. So Italy being in direct, you know, if you look on a map, <laughs> the Port of Haifa and Italy face each other. You could draw a straight line. So of course Italy is going to lock down. So this has all been a military action. We are at war. We're we're wow. literally at war, and it's it's a it, like I said, it is those four things. You know, it's an existential attack. It's a war on humanity and how we view our human selves. Um, it's an, an attack on currency, obviously, and it's attack on uh, it's a class war. We're getting mm-hmm. rid of the middle class, and it's a it's an actual hot war in the South China Sea. And I would also yep. also extend that
2: to say this is also about money.
0: It's always about money, money <laughs> right. and military in this right. case.
1: people are getting paid, yeah. and it's not oh. you and me. Hundred percent.
0: I mean, all of this, this whole charade, it keeps getting perpetuated because people are getting bribed. You know, the government, the federal government here in America, is giving all the states this CARES Act money to keep, you know, the uh, the, keep the you know mask up signs and the social distancing things and the hospital, the emergency filled hospitals that sit empty because they're they're ghost towns and there's no overages, at least from you know uh, my investigations here in Georgia. Um yeah, you just follow the money. They're just getting bribed. Uh, and, and the Fed. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I was going to say I mean you could even follow it back. Now they're trying to bribe people with to take the vaccine. You know, they're basically right. now, you know, sending giving money to the nursing homes. Nursing homes are saying to the staff, "Hey, I'll give you a $500 bonus if you take the the first shot, and you'll get another $300 if you get the second shot." And then if you can get um, if you can get all the residents, get a 60% compliance to take the shot, then we'll give you an additional bonus. I mean, it, it, it's, it's sick and diabolical that the all the, you just follow the
1: money. And, and if, if we are really like they're you know, making a goal, a corporate goal, it's so weird. Yeah. I mean, I used to be in sales, right? And you know, if I made my goal for the month, I got a commission. That's what it's, that's what it, that's what it is. Another. Thing that you just said, though, that is an indication that it's a military action is when you empty hospitals and you empty schools and you empty uh, businesses and things like that. That only happens during uh, the during wartime. Uh, And so Trump, when he invoked the Defense Production Act on March 19th, I said, so March 19th, he declared a national emergency and six days later, he invoked the DPA, which is only historically ever been invoked during a wartime mm-hmm. event. 100%. So yeah. We are in a, a that's why uh, Pompeo said, we're in a live exercise. He's, He's you know, effective. they caught him on the mic, right? Yeah. And now I'm sure he said that so that, you know, to, to, so that we could hear that you know, and then we could obsess about it, right. but we actually are, yeah. we're in, we're in a hot war. Yeah. And so. they'll
2: only let you see and hear what they want you to. So, yeah. Right. So, well, so yeah.
1: A lot of these Ever. things are, can, can, to me that makes more sense than a um, so-called computer generated pathogen that was made by a dude who was funded by Gates. Like, I just don't believe that at all. But I do believe because I don't see evidence of it. But what I do see evidence of is ships in the South China South China Seas. American ships are in those seas right now, um, occupying, uh, and that I see evidence
0: of. Well, that's but, definitely something I'm, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. Of what's going a little going bit on the South uh, South it's China hard. Seas.
1: When people think of war, they think of 9-11, where there was an actual catastrophic event that they saw with their own eyes, which would then justify going to war. But- well,
0: both things share the parallel of the invisible enemy, right? We had the invisible enemy of the Islamic yeah. terrorists that could be anywhere, and jihadists could be living in our neighborhoods. But now now all of us are the terrorists because yeah, we're all biohazards. But, guess- only, but if we wear a dirty rag on our face, we can save lives. You know, if if My only saves your life, and your dirty rag <laughs> just saves mine. That's right, JP. And if only we had known that wearing a dirty rag on our face could save <laughs> millions of lives. 1.5 million people that died of tuberculosis in 2018, they would still be alive, but the science wasn't there yet. We didn't know that wearing a cloth, we didn't have cloths yet. We didn't have dirty rags. I can't think back that far to 2018, but I'm pretty sure we did not have any cotton material to no. strap on our face. So had we had it, so many lives could have been saved. I mean, this is the lunacy that people they believe know. I mean, we can, we can sit back and laugh at it because that's all you can do because it... it it I is know. so irrational and insane. It is. Um, <laughs> this
2: is but, also, this yeah, is also a period of uh, you know hiding information from yeah. people. So this war that's going on is being hidden. This depression is being hidden. I mean it's being the 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 stock market has been propped up by the Federal Reserve Bank for the last, you know, almost 12 months now. Mm-hmm. Uh you know and Nobody's talking about it. There's only a couple of people that are really talking about it. And um, and and so everything is hidden from view. Anything that they don't want you to see, uh, that doesn't support the narrative that doesn't support anything that they're trying to say is, is quashed.
1: Yeah. In general, you know,
2: or it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, you're given the label of being, you know, conspiracy theorist or whatever it is you're, you're being accused of in order to, uh, to, you know, well, make now in
1: domestic terrorist.
2: and <laughs> now in <I'm laughs> domestic terrorist. you know, in order to make you discredit you basically. Right. right. And, and, and everything else uh, that, that does fit the narrative is, you know, uh, promoted, and repeated and repeated and
0: repeated to where you you believe it i mean uh, uh, yeah. oh and we're going to have tom hanks the first celebrity covid, <laughs> COVID victim he's going to be the host of biden's inauguration how it's like they're trolling I, us i they're don't like, like, him. like oh yeah. man between yeah. him and then and, and tom cruise is now using covid uh, police robots on the set of mission impossible to to police the covid protocol <laughs> I don't know which one I can't stand more, Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks. Um, but we'll, 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 we've uh, we've gone, you know, almost an hour and a half here. Yeah. time flies when we're talking. So I, know. I, I really enjoy your company and uh, thank you all for for joining me for this this now our second round of live streams and maybe we'll check back in a, in another month or two and who knows what's going to be going on. But uh, but before we go, I just want to say to anybody out there watching. Uh, you know, emotions are high. A lot of people that I'm connected with, I, I think, fall on the, the the right side of the, the modern political spectrum. And um, all, I just want to say, don't take the bait. You know, yeah. there's going to be there's going to be calls to maybe protest at the uh, Biden's inauguration on the 20th, which is coming up in a few days. There's there's calls to go protest at Capitol buildings. Everything is a trap to ensnare you. Don't buy into it. Don't do anything to support either of these candidates at this point. You know we we have to fight the the new world order of this global reset and this manufactured crisis and like these four wars that you're talking about, Julie. People don't take the bait and go protest uh, Biden's inauguration. Give it like give it a month. No protest (laughs) at Capitol buildings and i i've never in my life have said that but right now i just think they're looking for fuel for this for the fire of this domestic terrorism bill they want to ensnare more people into their traps and just don't take the bait people and no, uh I, yeah yeah and i don't know if there's anything else y'all would like to add i'd love to hear something positive what's
1: something positive we can leave our viewers with uh well the positive thing is that um the connections that we've made uh, and how we've grown. Um, We learned fairly early on that we would be allies with people that even, you know, a year and a half ago we would never in a million years have anything to do with. And those people have become our biggest allies and supporters. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, It's true. Yeah.
1: You know, don't, also, I know this sounds a little a little romper roomy and a little after school specialy. You know, don't judge book by its cover. You know, well, <laughs> uh, be nice. Yeah. I mean, really nice. Be yeah. be open to conversation and also to you know get out of your comfort zone. I know that on social media it's easy to get into your own echo chamber. Every once in a while, I go to an NPR article and I look at all the comments from the liberals that are on the NPR article, and I might say a little something and oh boy the vitriol that comes out of that it reminds me that you know not everybody believes the same way i do or thinks the same way right I well do. and
2: you can learn a lot about what's what's going, going to on. going to be thrown at you um by looking at those comments and, right. and reading that that information
1: yeah
0: yeah and um, a little positive anecdote i think that's great and i did that this year has taught me that or the past year has taught me that uh you know times like this has it shows you what's really important you know it, it shows you there's people that value freedom and individual choice and bodily autonomy and then there's other people that i think uh they put more importance on fitting in and conformity and just going with the flow and you know this year has shown us who our real allies are and it doesn't in that those alliances cross religious beliefs, they cross political ideologies. And, um, you know, we're just, we're assembling our, you know, our arc and forming those alliances, surrounding ourselves with other lions that are willing to to speak out and be brave. Um, and, and just one little anecdote that happened to me today as I, I went to go, I went to the store and I was the only person there without a mask. It was a clothing store. Um, and as soon as I walked in, the, the, this guy chases me down to put a mask on right he's like sir i'm gonna need you to put a mask on i'm like i'm sorry i i I believe in science and science doesn't support wearing a mask he goes well i'm sorry it's store policy you're just gonna have to put i have a mask right here you can just put it on and i was like i'm sorry i'm okay and uh, he was like well it's it's store policy and i say to him are you are you telling me i can't shop here are you not gonna let me shop here And and you know And he goes, Oh, it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You're fine. (laughs) And so then I I shop for like 30 minutes. I get all the stuff. I haven't like gone clothes shopping in forever. I'm, you know, and now I probably don't need to do it till 2022. So that's good. But I I get up to the register and you know, the the, the clerk there is already helping somebody. The manager walks up and she goes, I'll take you at that register, but you have to put a mask on for me to ring you up. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not putting a mask on. I've just been I, in here for 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> My germs are all over this place. If I'm a, you know, now it's not going to matter. Well, I, you know, right. she checks me out behind a wall of plexiglass. Right. That so, would kill uh, Yes. Yeah. She refuses to do it. She storms off. And I said, you know, call the police. If, you, if you're if you discriminating against me because for not wearing a mask, you tell me wh- what law that allows you to do that. Because I, I know that the Civil Rights Act 1964 says you can't discriminate against me in a place of public accommodation. So let's just call the police. Let's see who they side with. She just storms off. And while I'm waiting in line, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, the, you know, the clerk's finishing up with the lady in front of me. There's this woman, the woman that's getting checked out, she has this like three-year-old daughter that's in the stroller. Everyone in the whole store is masked up but me. And the little girl who doesn't have a mask on, she's looking around and she looks at me and she just smiles and waves. Aww. And it was like, it was the only human connection that this little, this little person could right. find in that whole place. Cause everyone else was this masked, faceless automaton. I was the only face of humanity in there. And we, I connected with her and I've smiled and waved and mm-hmm. she waved back. And then, you know, the mom left and the mom was even nice and said hi and then this clerk checked me out and i was fine i went on my way so it was not yeah. a big deal but it was just that moment of connection that reminds you like you were saying this is an existential war we have yes. to stay human we have to make those connections right. and as hard as it is to face that confrontation if you're in a place to be brave and go out there i urge you to do it and yeah. so jp and, uh, and julie thank you so much for joining me We'll have you back soon. Everyone, check out their blog and their channel, Book of Ours, and uh, stay strong and keep fighting. Thank you. We're gonna win this and stay human. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All, right. Hey. All right. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.